Now, does that count as water? Does that count as water food, Andy? Oh, no, is duck, duck seafood? Duck is not is seafood. Duck, is duck seafood? <laughs> no, oh, Andy, duck. do you not eat seafood? The no, sea duck. Oh, I don't. It's duck seafood. Is a is a it's penguin duck seafood. seafood? It's duck seafood. Is really funny. <laughs> if, it, I mean, if it has landed on the sea once, does it become seafood? Yeah, if a cow takes a bath, is that seafood? <laughs> Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And today in the studio, we have another friend joining us. We have the wonderful, the incredible edible Nathan Cox. <laughs> That's right. I'm made of pure egg. Nothing but. <laughs> mm. You're our eggiest friend. I am your eggiest friend. Three stars. Whoa! Mm. Wait, is, uh, we we did we talked about this a little bit before the podcast. Are you rating your dish, or are you telling yeah, us how you spicy could. you are? I'm saying I'm a three star spicy man. I'm a three star uh, okay. dish baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right in the middle, Com- comfortable but challenging, like an egg. Oh, I would love it if people described me as comfort comfortable but challenging. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that might be. All of us. <laughs> comfortable, but uh, challenging. Challenging to have as a friend. Not quite, uh, a, pu- not quite a punishment friend, but... but <laughs> yeah. Not, 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 not that. I wouldn't say I'm stuck with them, but they were a challenge. Mm-hmm. I put Nathan... in the time, so honestly, you know, <laughs> sunk cost fallacy and all that. <laughs> God, okay, well, that's definitely, I don't want to be the sunk cost (laughs) friend. (laughs) No one remembers why he's here. Uh, But, you know, I've spent 10 years with him, so at this point, you know. I do know why I'm here, though, and it's why I'm always here, which is to mildly suffer uh, in order to provide entertainment to the three of you and to your listeners. Well, we had hoped this would would be our redemption. We thought this was in your wheelhouse, but uh, that was a cold take. So if that is the opposite of the truth, now's the time to... Bank us. <laughs> no, no, no Please spankings don't. will be provided. Uh, my okay, hands incredible. will stay in my pockets because, uh, yeah, while there are ups and downs to Beavis and Butthead, this is actually, this is two in a row where you have provided me with something that had some actual positive qualities. Last time it was Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, artistic value. Yeah. yeah. And this time it's Beefs and Butthead. So I'm on the up and up, baby. Like things yeah. are looking good for old Coxie. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you said the secret word. You said Beefs and Butthead. Uh, that is what we're watching today. Yeah. Uh, we, we called upon your powers as an elder millennial. Mm. Um, you have dipped a little further. You've seen a little more of the 90s as, as a uh, thinking human being. Yeah, it's exactly. True. Your uh, eyes may have been opened, but they couldn't focus on solid objects. They were just seeing light <laughs> and color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in the meantime, was watching, you know, MTV's <laughs> Oddities and Beefs and Butthead uh, and uh, just old, well, animated shows that now you've all watched. But <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, yeah. I was I was five uh, when this show started on on MTV. It was 1993. They got their first like full season of a show, and I did. We've talked about this before, but my brother is like almost nine years older than me, so like the content of the late 80s and early 90s that was not age appropriate still very much lived in my house. I just had to kind of like be artfully Watch shooed from- <laughs> away from, <laughs> yeah. from televisions at times. Watch it through a door frame. <laughs> yes, mm. absolutely. Creak, crack open a door <laughs> and see a cornholio. And, and, and you know, it, it was even, even though they were trying to keep it from me, like this entered the, the house lexicon. Like yeah. this was this was a part of this was a part of life. Beat of, Beavis this and Butthead was a part of America. Part of... America had been done by Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yes, but that... not until 1996 or seven. No, right. Yeah. It was six. It was six. Yeah. You know, so they they had let's see. So they had seven. They had seven seasons, and then an eighth season in 2011, and then they just did two more seasons in the last two years. And another movie. Uh, oh. I'd known about the movie they did last year, but I had no idea that until like yesterday that they are actively still doing episodes. You didn't know season, that. I didn't know that season two just ended like three months ago. Like, yeah, I I was not aware that this was happening. Yeah. I mean, I guess I knew about it because we'd been reading those articles about like the King of the Hill reboot happening and that sort of being in context of the new Beavis and Butthead that Mike Judd had been making. Yeah. But like the algos are not sending me like, hey, check out the new season of Beavis and Butthead. If we want to take a quick little detour, not really, but just like, did the algos, I'm used to not needing to think that hard when shows are going on that I'm interested in. And that time has ended. I have no idea what's on any network at any time anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the internet's not doing its stated job, which is to feed me similar content. Or the right? conversation <laughs> around it has also dwindled, right? Like, I don't see uh-huh. a huge crop up and, you know, uh, when the uh, succession being the... Uh, uh, yeah. Like, the succession. The, the, exa- the exception, yeah. I can't remember what else... Like other than Succession, that like everybody was talking about, like like even even when House of the Dragon was airing, it felt like still it was only like fifty fifty whether anybody you knew was really watching it. Um, and now yeah, I I I basically had no news about Beavis and Butthead. The part that I didn't know was that they'd done the movie. I didn't know they did do the universe last year. Um, that was extremely weird for me to to find out. I don't know. I don't know how that happens because Beavis and Butthead do America was number one. At the box office, they like came out in '96, and they were the most. <laughs> it was the most viewed if I, movie. If I had to yeah. guess, there was probably some contentious uh, ownership deals with MTV, who were known for such behaviors. Mm. Well, also uh, when you put out movies and shows on all of these streaming services, it's just so much easier for things to wind up in that's the back. True. You know, like things to just sort of happen. Things get dropped. They they don't like marketing this stuff anymore because they think, you know what, the viral stuff, Twitter will carry us. They'll they'll see that it's up there. We don't have to <laughs> we don't have yeah. to advertise this. Yeah, and like for example, uh I've talked to so many people that do not know at all that there was a recent Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Oh, right. Yeah, that uh, yeah. That's the news to me. Lonely Island made one and it's so good and so funny. It's fun. Right. Uh and it 
but because it was just dropped on Disney Plus and that was it, like it didn't have that theatrical release. And I think it's yeah, I same think thing would be Disney seems to be the the biggest offender in not advertising their shit. Yes, <laughs> just actually, stuff just shows up on Disney Plus. Things and I didn't even know Disney owned, like especially their older older audience stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, what's the one that I was just I just saw this that was a. Is it justified? Is justified on Disney? <laughs> it's not on Disney. No, it, that would like be the, crazy. The new justified um, series is out. It might be on. In Hulu. other countries, Disney Plus has a bunch of like FX shit. It has like all of the Hulu stuff. I, is, like, yeah, on Disney I think, Plus. I think it outside is outside of the country. I I yeah. Oh, so maybe in yeah. Taiwan, Disney Plus. Yeah, you got justified. <laughs> yeah, like in Ireland, Disney Plus had like yeah, like everything that Hulu has. It was the it was Shield. Weird. Yeah, basically, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to ask, like, as a cultural litmus test, I feel like this says a lot about kind of the households that you all grew grew up in. Uh, were the three of you allowed to watch The Simpsons? Yes, yes. I was, but not. Uh, it was sort of eased in. Um, mm. Not when I was super old, but I don't know. I I feel like. First, second grade, it was not not allowed, and then it it sort of progressively as the Simpsons cultural takeover ha- was happening, and it became syndicated. The uh, the fight to keep it out of the house, you know, was was non-existent. Sure, and I, yeah. I feel like Bart Simpson and the Simpsons in general, but Bart walked so that Beavis and Butthead could run, and sure. Beavis and Butthead and ran Cartman, so yeah. that South Park could fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. yeah. No, so I was reading. Obviously, this is this is the the worst kind of research where I'm just pulling quotes off of the Wikipedia page. But I I, I thought some of these quotes are interesting. So uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone ha- have cited this show obviously as a huge influence, and they compared it to the blues of like it's like oh, the blues comedy. of yeah. of, of, their, this their jazz. of this. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, this shit's like the blues. Well, it is um, very scat forward. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, I, there's just some good turns of phrase. Rolling Stone described Beavis and Butthead as thunderously stupid and excruciatingly ugly. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, and yeah. the, the biggest phenomenon on MTV since the heyday of Michael Jackson, which also is very strange to say, but very true. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was, uh, what was this one? Is this a Baltimore Sun quote? It says, it's intelligent social satire that especially speaks in a meaningful way to a generation of teenage boys who are going through a uniquely complicated socialization at the hands of their baby boomer parents. Yes, <laughs> the boomer, yeah, the boomer thing is definitely, <laughs> is very apparent in this, this the Gen X era, the Gen X, like, coming of age era. Yeah. Where their parents and the figures of authority are like the flower children. And right. you can just, it's just so apparent how much this is like a pendulum swing from, from that. Um, from, from both the flower children stuff. And then also just kind of like the pristine. Yeah. The conservative edge. Yeah. Uh, Reagan eighties. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To just embracing being dirty and dumb and crude uh, and just like reveling in that rolling around. Yeah. In- yeah, and plus you also have with the with the cartoon boom of the 80s with like you've trained this entire generation of kids to like be able to watch cartoons all the time and enjoy cartoons like and prefer cartoons uh over maybe over most television you're supposed to I don't know adapt to as an adult. <laughs> you're supposed to just like segue into live action shows yeah, what, at some what, age. Uh, you you want me to watch Growing Pains now? Yeah, Beavis's butthead is on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And so like, I think it makes a lot of sense for the rise of a quote adult animation happening at the end of the eighties. Um, yeah. is naturally, you know, crescendoing or rising with, with, uh, the generation that just, you know, is just coming up on transformers and stuff. And I think it's also a, they were a, a herald of the chaos of cable television because yeah. this yeah. was still like early cable days in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you could watch those, those other shows like full house and growing pains and whatever on network television. But then over on cable, you had things going There's on. No like rules this. here. There yeah, are exactly. no rules. Want. The rules just the right. FCC complaints won't really make the same impact. If any, that they <laughs> would on network television. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 It wild was... west. It was really weird. I mean, I remember feeling that even as a little kid, like MTV, VH1, like it was really, it was really kind of, I mean, edgy seems like a overused word. It felt really edgy at the time about like this, you know, this content is very music forward. And even this show, Beavis and Butthead, which I guess I'm assuming everyone listening has some sort of con- context for Beavis and Butthead. It's the simplest show in the world. There's This show is about two extremely dumb 15 year old kids in Texas who are basically like metalheads and, and, and they think everything is fucking stupid or fucking cool. And they're like, and they just, they they goof off all the time and they get into trouble. It's, it's really, that's like as simple as it is, but there's these segments in the middle of the show where they will essentially like mystery science theater 3000 commentate on music videos of the time. (laughs) And that's just like baked in. It's just, and it's good. I, I had been planning to skip those just to save a little time and watch the fourth episode, but I found them really good. They're they, yeah, kind yeah. of yeah, they're great. They're fascinating. It's I, it's. I think it's the best part of the show, frankly. It's but strangely it's really yeah, good. I didn't know that they would be. I, I made that decision quickly that they're worth yeah. watching. But yeah, I yeah had they're been thinking about it when I was researching the show, and they're like, oh, they're, it's intercut with with MTV clips, and I was like, oh, well, now that I have no idea how long these episodes are. So, yeah, you know, just... what's really funny about this is that so I watched just today, I watched an episode of the new show, the 2022 Paramount mm-hmm. Plus Beavis show, Beavis and Butthead show. It's not just the Beavis show, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, they still do those segments in the middle of the episodes, um, <laughs> except they do them for TikToks, for YouTube videos. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And they did one for this like really shitty uh, country video. <laughs> Um, and they're, they're, you know, they're giving it their same brand of irreverence, but it's really, I was surprised how good it was. Like it, it, it felt very natural. Well, um, and I fact, think maybe, maybe better than before. I think that's kind of the juice, right? Is that like, yes, they get into some crazy hijinks and set each other on fire and shit or whatever. But like every episode has at least one if not many moments where it's literally it's just beavis and butthead on the couch making fun of something and that's the the most relatable experience in the world well the juice there too is also like that's my judge's real opinions just filtered (laughs) through a different mouthpiece like it's so obvious that he likes devo and ween and doesn't like bon jovi (laughs) yeah and that they're just the avatars of that of that news (laughs) yeah to to us the viewer sure it's from the mouths of babes (laughs) <laughs> yeah mike judge does the voice for both of them uh and for a lot of the adult characters which is uh-huh. you know again it's it's very much that kind of you know low rent kind of shit at the time but like he's mm-hmm. really good at it i mean the, the voices are iconic and and i thought they're they're 
when I was a kid, I thought their laughing was annoying and weird. And yeah, I didn't now, get it. I, I don't know. I get it now to some degree. Yeah. Now like, that I understand the concept of pure id, I guess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and those, yeah, that was something for me. And I think this is maybe in my elder millennial status, like trying to perfectly replicate their laughs was like a rite of passage. Like, oh, I don't totally, think I totally. ever knew another boy my age who we didn't just sit there and try to imitate their <laughs> yes, laughs. Get your and, perfect cornholio. And you kind of knew if you were better at Beavis's or if you were better at Buttheads. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it is strange because it becomes white noise in a sense. Like, it's it, just yeah, always there. Constantly laughing like that. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, I wanted to segue a little bit into talking about the origin of the show and how it aired, because I think that is also interesting. Uh, uh, the shorts originally aired on something called Liquid Television. Um, and Liquid Television uh, was a experimental MTV show um, in 92, I think maybe 91, 92, um, that I feel like is a type of show that doesn't happen anymore. Um, but was happening a lot in the nineties where like the, uh, cartoon cartoons or yeah, you know, these sort of say. like, um, little shorts that are basically like, they're just pilots. Hey, yeah. It's like pilots <laughs> or like, Hey, you know, we need, to fill, we need to fill 30 minutes. So let's get a bunch of kids who at Cal arts to like, you know, we'll just broadcast their like student film, you know, mm -hmm. like these like real rough indie uh animators who put on, put together two minutes or three minutes or four minutes or whatever uh of stuff and uh the original short that mike judge made basically with him and like two other people with like colored pencils uh <laughs> animated <laughs> it's called what is it frog baseball frog baseball mm -hmm. um, oh yeah that the the two characters originally aired in and it's basically they're like fully formed i mean it's it's pretty much um, exactly what Beavis and Butthead would be. Um, they're just like hitting a frog with a baseball bat and using <laughs> the frog as a baseball. Um, but that was, I guess that was enough. Um, yeah. yeah, I know, you know who else got their start? I don't know if it was on liquid television. Um, but I do know the, the sort of origin story was, uh, they, they, uh, they basically just offered MTV to make a show for like a hundred bucks an episode. <laughs> and MTV was like, yeah, okay. Uh, the Stella guys, I forget the original name oh, of the group, you know, Michael, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, mm -hmm. Michael Showalter. Yeah. the state, the, yeah, state. the state. Yeah. 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 So I feel like I have to mention this at this point that, uh, I, I didn't have cable TV when I was younger. And so Me going either. over to friends houses was like a big deal. And it was like this window into cable television. Yeah. But my back when I still don't really understand how the technology worked, they would have those VHS cassettes that the quality would be horrible, but it could record like six hours of video mm -hmm. onto them. Right. And my brother at some point went over to a friend's house and just recorded six hours of MTV onto this VHS tape. And I watched that tape over and over. Oh, and I remember over those incredible. Yes. And I remember like, the last dance with Mary Jane music video was on that. Uh, MTV's mm. oddities was on that. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Vaseline music video was on that. <laughs> I think there was some Beavis and Butthead. Uh, and it, th those videos and shows are like seared into my brain. And if I hear one of those songs or if I see one of those <laughs> videos, it just instantly brings me back to being like 
I don't know, like nine years old and, and watching that. And somehow it, nothing on that tape was so objectionable that my parents wouldn't let me watch it. So even though it was yeah. a limited amount of time, I was able to just go back and, and revisit uh, yeah. that content and pretend like I had cable and pretend like I had MTV. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, it was a different time. It was a very interesting time. Um, and, uh, the reason, I think the reason our intro is going long is because the episodes themselves are what, like seven to 14 minutes, something yeah, like that. At most, Mo- yeah. they, they would, uh, they would use that as an opportunity to shake things up in the syndication where like they'd just pair different episodes together for fundies. Like Looney Tunes. Like Looney Tunes. And so, you know, sometimes they would use those like uh, watching a music video sequences as like transition bits. And so like some episodes, if you look on the the Wikipedia page, like some episodes say like and then the second music video is this unless it was paired with these two episodes, in which case they used (laughs) this music video. And it's like, you know, so they were they were throwing those around like, you know, a 10 minute and two seven minutes. Yeah, just trying to fit things together into a 30 minute block. Yeah, but they were all like weird little shorts. Um, oh, with I'm... adorable bespoke, uh, like animated title sequences. I was like impressed by that. They 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 bothered to like have different art for each like Beavis and Butthead in title of the episode. I mean, considering they've got like hundreds of these episodes, it was like a lot of work. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, ultimately, that's it. I mean, I think we were drawn to do this because. It is, there is nothing quite like it. No. It is such a very specific cultural moment that I think without context, you come into it and it just seems like madness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get into the madness. I want to talk about some of it. I would love that. Let's dive right in. Okay, I don't know what I just played. I don't even know if Beavis and Butthead really has much of a theme song. Uh, I'm sure it, I mean, does it? I don't know, but... Uh, Some sort of got, guitar it's got riff. The, it's got the electric guitar yeah. riff. It's very, yeah, I got the got King a, of the Hill vibes off of that. <laughs> totally. So you've now heard a little guitar riff or something, and uh, we all now have a need for TP for our bungholes, and at the same time, we have no bunghole. It's the riddle of the cornholio. Uh, this is season four, episode 31, the great... Cornholio, uh, which to me is like, I feel like the most iconic episode of this show. Um, but we're watching a couple. We're watching a couple now, that could be called that. Um, something is calling to me in this blurb before you read yours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before you read it. Uh, they mentioned that it turns him Hispanic. I did not get that at all in the episode. I don't know. Is that, that other than Olio? That's a weird that editorialization I, from the yeah. writer of this. Well, summary. so no, this is interesting because I was wondering whether or not, like, because it's such a weird voice that he does as Cornholio. I was like, is he trying for something? What is he trying for? I mean, he does and go into the Spanish class, but he doesn't speak Spanish in he there. Speak Sp- yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay, let's read the blurb. So the duo go to Stewart's house. They do not like the burritos that his mother gives them. <laughs> Beavis it's then frantically funny. eats a huge amount of food that he finds in the cupboard. The duo sweets. go to sugary yes, food, sugary sweets. Yeah, the duo go to school where Beavis turns into a hyper intense, hyperactive 
parentheses, maybe Hispanic, person named Cornholio, who walks around the school repeatedly saying he needs teepee for his bunghole. Um, and, and that's it. And that's, that's, <laughs> that is what happens. Kind of. Oh, it's just, I, there is a way that something can become iconic that is just greater than the sum of its parts and usually is down to a performance. And I, I, it's like, this is one of the prime examples of Mike Judge just pulling out this voice and like a logic, like a weird arcane logic behind the things that he says when he turns into Cornholio that is just, it's, it's forever. It's incredible. Uh, Obviously, we're going to drop a bunch of clips of Cornholio throughout this episode, but he puts, what does he do? He grabs, he like puts his shirt. You put your shirt over the top of your your head. head. Yeah. Yeah. Like the neck hole. Uh Yeah. And he walks around. I don't know if I ever actually watched this full episode, but you better believe I did that with my shirts all the time. (laughs) Everybody was doing that. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine that was an invention. Of the great Cornholio, but it'd be funny to find out if it was. <laughs> but I, I remember, I remember kids in the nineties all all doing that shirt thing. Yeah, yeah, I have to imagine this was at some point either Mike Judge or Mike Judge knew some guy or something, and this was just, I don't know, a party thing or whether it was probably wasn't Cornholio, but it, you know, it was just like, oh hey, Matt's gonna go put the shirt hole up again, and he's gonna go tickle people. I don't know, it, you know, it just feels like. One of these things that happens, um, sure, sort of organically, uh, when you're a, a little shithead. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the, I guess the the idea is that this is like his doctor. A bunch of sugar and caffeine uh-huh. is like well, his jo- doctor Jekyll serum. I want to slow down because my favorite part of this entire episode was Stewart's house. Oh, it's so good at the beginning. Yeah, the his mom is very funny, and she, she gives them these burritos. And <laughs> hey, these aren't burritos. They've got what is like. Say, have you boys eaten breakfast? Uh, um, I think I did once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're freaked out that the 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 burritos have egg in them. Like fuck yeah, this. they're Which... at Stewart's house because Stewart has diarrhea, <laughs> and apparently <laughs> oh, it's oh god that. <laughs> oh, it's we have to so drop bad. that. Yeah. Thank you, boys, for bringing Stuart's homework to school for him. He's so sick, he spent all night in the bathroom. Really? Diarrhea? <laughs> yes, I'm afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> now, boys, come on. <laughs> But like, also when, when when they hate the burritos and they're like, this is why Stuart always has diarrhea. <laughs> Which I was very mad about that because I will not stand for the besmirchment of breakfast burritos. I they do are love a breakfast the food burrito. of saints. Yeah. I think God. that's probably uh, uh, more sarcastic uh, than it comes off to the viewer. Just like, like a, slide on, know, a slide on Texas being well, I was gonna say weirded out by... That, Oh, okay. The, I was gonna say the opposite that this is so much more common that the sort of uh, Tex-Mex style, you know, breakfast burrito. Mm, fair enough. That it would not be. It's fun. It would not be a strange thing to find in a burrito at breakfast time. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 ongoing odyssey of trying to figure out what Mike Judge's actual opinions are from <laughs> the content of his TV shows. <laughs> Is you know endlessly fascinating. I think you know from from yeah. this to King of the Hill of like 
Where does Mike Judge actually stand? Because his characters are all over the place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, I, in this, so he, he basically, there, there is a, there is a very hilarious uh, uh, sequence of him, of Beavis just like shoveling candy into his mouth when as soon as he finds the cupboard that that Stuart's mom keeps all the sweets in he's like and a raccoon in a trash can <laughs> it is feral uh, to say the least it's, it's humorously so animated mm-hmm. I want to real brief on the, on the topic of the animation I feel like the most disgusting thing about any part of the show is simply the way that the two characters look yeah, it's yeah. Constant. It's that like wiggle type of animation where their yeah. hair is constantly shifting, and I can't put my finger on why exactly. It makes me so uncomfortable. Well, that's but yeah. especially Butthead's hair. I can't stand <laughs> to look at it. Yeah. it's so gross. <laughs> it's really. It looks. It looks greasy, even though it's not drawn shiny. Yeah, yeah. and um, Butthead has like. Uh, butthead's got like those braces, like the the way that the braces make his like lip, like his the way they draw his upper gums. braces. He's all his gums. upper upper yeah. lip is like yeah. curled up, and you can always see part of his teeth and gums. And Beavis has a horrible underbite. They both have extremely awfully giant foreheads. Well, I was gonna say that it's worth it's worth again kind of reframing the context of of how this show was in its own way, kind of punk rock, mm-hmm. and. uh Ugly people on TV was kind of punk rock in the in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. Although I also love in Daria in the first episode of Daria when she leaves uh, this town for her new place in her show, she mentions that they had uranium in the drinking water as a way <laughs> to sort of explain what happened in Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, because we see Daria in this episode. If you yeah. if you forgot that she was a spinoff. Uh, oh, I didn't it's... know that we saw Daria in this episode. Yeah, yeah. She has she, one he, little he line. He walks over. He walks over and is like, "It's not a you TV. TV for my bunghole." <laughs> Get out of here, Beavis. We're very fortunate, okay. although in other parts yeah. of the world. They but, <laughs> but yeah, she's um. Sort of a, a proto Daria. There's an episode you know. that we didn't watch. Well, it's not proto Daria. I mean, it's literally isn't Daria always proto Daria until they decided her, to make the show? Does she have well, like kind of. serious her, episodes? Her look, like her okay. look changes a little bit uh, by the yeah. time the show happens. Yeah, so. I just wanted to be clear. It literally is Daria because her yeah. name's Daria Morgendorfer, and she does explicitly move from this town to start her new life in the spinoff show. Like they change probably. I think they change her voice actor. I don't remember if they do. Um, but yeah, they, they refine her look for her own series, but, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, and to, she's to like, my recollection, Mike judge isn't involved at all. Right. He just kind no, of right. gave the green light no, he to gave allow his blessing and then yeah. they, they did their thing. Yeah. 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 Cause there's an episode that we didn't watch that I peeked at, uh, that is more Daria focused, um, which is such an odd, <laughs> kind of an odd request when you think about it. Like, Hey, you remember that character on your show who doesn't do anything? Except just kind of, you know, mutter one-liners at Beavis. Can we do a whole show about that person? <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Hey, you know, Daria was great, but I, I just, I wonder how much of it needed to be the character from Beavis and Butthead. I think, you right. know, that's the part that is a little bit confusing to me. Yeah. Was, Dar- was the Daria show a Mike Judge production or did he hand no. it off to somebody? No, he just, I didn't think yeah. so because it doesn't feel like him at all. Yeah. No, no. It was, it was uh, one or two other people that just sort of were like, we want to do this. And he was like, dope. I want to talk about Cornholio because 
The things that he says make me very confused. As I alluded to, he wants TP for his bunghole, but then he frequently says things like, Where I come from, we have no bunghole. I have no bunghole. Uh, and he or also it'll says, change, Yeah, it'll change to like, I need polio for my bunghole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that was also the part that, that why my eye was immediately drawn to that calling him a hyperactive Hispanic. Like, I got space alien from this character. Yes, yes exactly. With all yes, of my yeah. people talk. And yeah, like, there I would no hate- logic. He this says, is not a cultural impression. This is a <laughs> this is a, a brain firing neurons on its way out. Yeah. I would hate for my bungolio to get polio. What does that mean? I it's just it's it's nothing. It's it's a it's vibe. jazz, man. It's, it's just jazz. jazz. <laughs> I think that what is going on here is that he is playing an alien, but he's like, okay, an alien doesn't speak English, and so he's peppering. His aliens speak with the only other language besides English that he knows anything about. <laughs> I still right. think that's, that's too much sure. logic. I think it that's too much hit. logic to apply to this like complete, like <laughs> un, unrestrained idiot brain that is just kind of like yeah. being pumped full and, of stimulants and is just sort of spitting out nonsense. And to be fair, we uh, we only have seen one of Cornholio's appearances here. Uh, I think this I'm pretty sure Mike Judge only intended this to be a one off weird gag. And then people loved it so much that he was like, well, fuck it. Let's just do more Cornholio. I mean, that's the that's the Rick and Morty story all over. Isn't it? Like- <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I guess I'm I'm on the I'm on the the Beavis and Butthead wikia or the fandom wiki. And it does say when a Spanish sounding word is spoken or mentioned, Beavis undergoes what appears to be a total personality change and transforms into Cornholio. Hmm. Uh which is interesting. I don't know if that's a thing they introduced later or not, uh, but at it least in this like initial retcon, it feels like added lore. Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in this initial iteration, I love it as it is. It's 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 completely inexplicable. He's he's having some sort of like speaking in tongues moment. It's delicious. It's really this is. Uh... It's Stefan Urkel, or it's Urkel, I rather, mm-hmm. I should say, because sure. like they did this once and then it was a hit and they're like, okay, we got to keep bringing it back. Sure. And so then they needed more reason. And what's the reason why he actually shows up? Not just this one sure, time. Sure, build the lore he, from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't just eat a cupboard full of candy bars every single time. <laughs> no. Right. right. Um, before I move on from this episode, I want to point out uh, the first music video they watch is, I guess, the band Sausage with the song Riddles Are Abound Tonight. Half these bands and songs no one will have ever you just, heard of. You're again. flashing the pan 90s music videos yeah, that the were on. Deep cuts, the deep cuts, honestly, even with this and with the videos they watch in the 2022 version of the show, Sometimes I wonder if they're f- elaborate fakes, you know, like <laughs> because the deep cuts are so deep. I'm just like, yeah, would this be easier for you to fake this or or to, or to air such a bizarre video. But in this sausage video, I wanted to say yeah. uh, they they just go on this weird riff that, again, you can tell it's just Mike Judge just writing things down off the top of his dome. But at first, he thinks that the guys in the video look like butthole explorers, and then and then they utter this these this this interchange. They say, "But like, um, if it's dark inside your butt, then like, how do the turds find their way out?" Uh, I think they can like see in the dark like bats. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and man, 
I, I was so confused because <laughs> listening to the song and watching the music video, I was like, oh, this is a Primus song. This is a Primus music video because I don't know how familiar the three of you are with Primus. Uh-huh. Um, but my brother was a huge fan of theirs. And Les Claypool, the lead singer of Primus, only sounds like Les Claypool. He's also the guy, full circle, who sings the theme song for uh, South Park. Uh, and oh, yeah. so at the end when it popped up that it was a band called sausage i was like no that's primus and also primus music videos are fucking don't bizarre. they say is this primus or does that a different yeah, music video no, where they, they use that i think i think they do at the beginning clip. of that is this primus yeah. okay uh, it, it must have been the same situation from like jane's addiction to porno for pyros where it's like the same members or similar members but they had like an individual side project or something yep, or, it is i am on sausages. oh is that exactly what it is i'm on sausages oh, okay. wikipedia it's a short-lived alternative funk rock band featuring a reunion of the 88 lineup of the san francisco area bay band primus 49 oh, sorry no uh, the primus the band primus so it is it is primus just okay. they're calling themselves sausage weird okay no. weird the 90s um, if, yeah. if you want a trip for for any of you who are younger than this era go watch some primus music videos yeah, they agree. are insane and like <laughs> such weird avant-garde like it's definitely punk rock in its own way uh and yeah nothing sounds like it nothing looks like it so i had a, i had a thought but i guess it's just totally off base and sausage is real i thought maybe this was a smart reaction to the way music rights within shows get fucky um mm. having those oh. been around for a little while now so, like, if you just do commentary on top and don't play the whole song and present a fake band as the as the uh, musician, yeah. I thought maybe that would be sort of a rights thing that would make things simpler. But it sounds like that is not at all the case. Yeah. No, I mean, it was I don't in know. TV. It was just real so and it they, wasn't Primus. They had very special carte blanche. I mean, remember when we all watched Kid Video together? Yeah. And <laughs> Kid Video had major problems with licensed music, um, with sections of licensed music. I don't know whether MTV just has the the magic wand to make well, this happen. They were but, the whole market. Like MTV yeah. was the only way that music videos were really getting out there. Yeah. To, to my knowledge, or at least they're the most mainstream. So yeah, they, they were they the were show, the Spotify they the of the '90s. That's where yeah. music yep. went. Yeah, yep. it it's very weird though to me that they were able to get away with patently making fun of these bands, like. Act, like, look, playing a video, a real licensed video and having the rights to play that video and then calling it shit. Yes. I think with the popularity of Beavis and Butthead, probably it was kind of a badge of honor to be mocked yeah. by it. It's yeah. like getting a Weird Al parody. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel I like guess, you're getting made yeah. fun of, but it's really something where you're like, oh, man, we got Weird Al to make fun of us. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, it is very strange now when it seems like anything that has official licensing has to be so sterilized. Also, well, yeah, yeah, nothing we, nothing I saw from, from these three was like taking shots at little guys. It was Bon Jovi and Devo. Right. Vanilla Ice. Uh, oh, Vanilla well, Ice. In another episode. Even yeah. Ween, even Ween's like surprisingly popular. Yeah. I, I, I found out via the show that I kind of love Ween. Ween's great, uh, man. Ween's I've never great. really listened. We've got I mean, him I've on, heard we've got their him name on mic. We've got him on recording. I love Ween. I'm a Ween supporter. <laughs> give me some Ween, and I will listen to it. I'll, I'll gobble, gobble it up. up. Yeah. Gobble it up. Yeah. I did. Before we move on from this specific episode, I did love uh, Spanish teacher Hank Hill. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Senor Beavis, donde está tu hall pass? And also, uh, 
I did really like that they did like a Casablanca fade out music for Cornelio. Yeah, I had a note about this. Uh, It felt very like 20th Century Fox kind of like, what was the music that they did? It was... uh, Yeah, it was very old-timey film ending. I'm the great Cornelio. I have no bunghole. Bunghole. I need TV for my bunghole. My people, we are without bungholes. Which, again, isn't explained. It just adds to this surreal, like you're watching a snuff film or something, and they're, like, deliberately (laughs) playing off music to fuck with you. (laughs) Um, But I also... He gets called into the principal's office near the end of the end of the episode, because um, because this is really it's just yeah ten minutes of him spouting nonsense, and the principal says, "I don't know what your problem is, but I simply cannot have students wandering the hallways during class, interrupting other classes, and giving prophecies of a great plague." <laughs> <laughs> oh i also loved in the i think it was the bon jovi video that he refers to a woman as a chick with her back out of shape (laughs) which is a pretty funny way to describe like an ass (laughs) yeah Uh, the line is so funny too right before that where he's like damn it if this is bon jovi i'm gonna whoa yeah. Whoa, as it cuts to a cuts to a babe in silhouette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh hmm. okay. Let's let's jump over to bus trip. Somebody tell me about bus trip. Uh sure. Bus trip is season five, episode 48. Uh Mr. Van Drissen Dreesen uh leads the duo on a field trip in a school bus. Van Dreesen moves them to the front of the bus after they moon against the window. When the driver breaks suddenly while on a winding mountain road, Van Dreesen is thrown through the windshield and down a steep cliff. He is airlifted on a stretcher by a helicopter. <laughs> uh, that's really, that's the episode. It is, um, yeah. it's a real shorty. It's a real yeah. shorty, but I gotta like say, eight minutes or something? I, I was, I was thrown off when they just shoot Van Dreesen out the, out the bus window. <laughs> that caught me off guard and it was fun. Yeah. It was a real gasp kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, I think he's probably one of the most recurring characters. Yeah, there is like yeah. their hippie. He, ma- he like puts main up teacher. with them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, like half guidance counselor, half. Yeah, nothing. he's a lot like the guidance counselor in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, Mister Rosso. Yeah, yeah. He does also show up in the movie. Uh, oh, does he? Do America? Yeah, he sings. See, a song I've not called- seen the movie. It's. I think it's worth watching. Well, I say that because I uh, lied to my parents and told them I was going to see a different movie and then went and saw that anyway, but it was PG-13, oh, so I could rogue. still get a ticket. So I think that <laughs> my opinion of whether or not it's a good movie is definitely tainted by the taboo nature by the, of by the naughtiness, By naughty Nathan. Yeah, does yeah, he, right. he sings a Lesbian Seagull in that? We, yeah. we were talking about, you know, sort of parental influence on on content like this. When you, if you were old enough to go to PG 13 movies, were they like saying some were okay and some were not okay? For me, uh, I pretty much if something was PG 13, there was almost no chance that I could see it with rare exception. We, oh. <laughs> this will be a, a fun, brief backstory. My parents got this newsletter in the mail that would have a Christian reviewer go through every movie that was being released and oh. they would one by one list 
every single instance of a swear word, how many times <laughs> mm. it was said, and then everything that involved violence, drug use, uh, sexual activity, you name it. And it would list every instance so that basically <laughs> I could get this newsletter in the mail and see all the cool shit myself and be like, okay, <laughs> this says, but 14 times, I doubt I could get to that. Mm, but if I, I could like be like, this isn't so bad, I can take it to my parents and say, look at this. I can go see this. Right. And then that would <laughs> let me go or not. What a weird, weird time in my life. <laughs> it's, it also informs your uh, your period of time where you were movie passing like a mat, like a fiend. That's right. I, I was. I'm glad you remember that, Rory. I was trying to make up for all those lost years of not being able to see. Like I couldn't see Jurassic Park when I was like what nine. Uh, yeah. So you know, just trying to make up for it. I just love the idea that they were just printing all of the bad stuff in this newsletter and that you could look at it. It's like the bad stuff's right there. Like, what did this newsletter say? It's like, and then they had consensual sex in the missionary position. And she moans his name three times. It's like, <laughs> not you're getting PG-13 the movie out. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like they, they, you're yeah. getting the movie a little bit in this newsletter. That's all the, like, all that's, the saucy details. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's almost like a, a list of what to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not going to tell you what I may or may not have done with those newsletters, Andy. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. No, I remember we had a we had a book uh, I, and it was a Beavis and Butthead do America. I don't know if it was like, you know, sort of like a coffee table style book, but it, it just had a bunch of art and stupid. I, they used to make books like this where it was like related to like they did stuff like this for the simpsons like it had a lot of like character and how it was laid out and like details and and like uh you know like carrot like beavis would be in the margins saying something rude you know like like almost like a like a coffee table book of the movie with like the content from the movie and i remember that lived on a high shelf when i would i would not be able to reach it and i remember looking at it every now and again um but that's as close as I got to the Beavis and Butthead movie. And to be honest, that's the closest I ever got to Beavis and Butthead when I was a kid. Uh, aside from, as we mentioned, looking through a crack in a doorway. Yeah. Um, um, I think we can get through this pretty quickly. Um, well, yeah. It's honestly, most of this is the music video segments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which has some, some incredible lines. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there is a music video. Let's cover the music videos first. And we so can the first one is the Flaming them. Lips. Turn it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where they discuss picking up chicks in a laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, all the reasons that. they say are hilarious. <laughs> or you can, like, go up to one and say, uh, so I see you wear underwear. <laughs> I wear underwear, too. Want to do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'll take my pants off and ask her if she can... Uh, do my load as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that it's not after that, like, there's the idea of, okay, you're standing there pantsless in front of this girl in a laundromat, and then he's like, and then my underwear and her underwear would be in there together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dancing oh a beautiful God. dance together. <laughs> I really liked the, it's like Beavis's opening thought was like, because I'm me. You know, you get on me. You can, like, look at their underwear. Bam. Oh, I, I bet that underwear was on your butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's just, I don't know. I think this, this, 
this one segment almost cuts to exactly why their characters work so well, because like they're they're so exactly what like a 14 or 15 year old. Oh, yeah. There's there's an almost wholesomeness to this. Yeah. 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 To like it's they're so horny, but are are not at all like tainted with with true worldly. Yeah. They're just they're just saying like (laughs) kind of the words, the horny words with no no context. It's the modern equivalent. Well, actually, not even that modern anymore. But it's like people who do the that's what she said joke. Yeah. What's funny to them isn't actually humor or a joke. It's a, hey, do you realize I just made a joke? (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing where they're like, hey, do you realize I just said the word sex and just thought about sex? But they know literally nothing about it at all. (laughs) Yeah. They're so. They're so great. And it's it's, I don't know what it is. I mean, I do, but I don't. That you know, you can see the boundaries in which that they operate. You 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 know, mm-hmm. they're not going to start talking about doing sex crimes like necessarily. <laughs> like, like they're not going to talk about like doing violent, gross shit. I mean, they talk about doing gross shit, but it, you know, right. it's it's it has that innocence to it. You know, yeah. And I mean, yes, Cornholio goes into the women's bathroom, yells out, "What? Like, show me your like." come out with your underwear down or something and then crawls around in his floor trying to see if anyone's in any of the stalls. Like they're little creeps. They're little creeps for sure. But like, I fully believe they're harmless to everyone except themselves for the most part. They hurt each other a lot for funny, for funny value. And, and what is interesting to me is that I'm not, nor have I ever been the kind of like, guy or to have guy friends necessarily who like I feel like there's there's two camps there's guy friends who like hit each other in the balls and fart at each other and then there's the guy friends that don't Mm -hmm. and like I'm not saying one is necessarily better than the other, but I've never been one of those. And this is like, they're definitely that other camp. Like they're going to grow up. We always know one of those people (laughs) as soon as we, as soon as they become one of your friends and suddenly Mm -hmm. they play by a very different set of rules than you (laughs) do. (laughs) Did you just punch my nuts? (laughs) I will say, I do like being a tourist sometimes though, to that. Like Uh I don't ever really want to hang out with those guys in real life. But watching Beavis and Butthead or like I really enjoy I have a whole theory about the Jackass movies and how like Uh, seeing those in movie theaters is basically the equivalent of modern day vaudeville. Mm. Uh, Oh, sure. The sound effect of them hitting each other will never not be funny to me. It Uh, makes me laugh every single time and I can't really explain it. It shouldn't be, but it just it really works for me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There is a music video segment. Um, that also takes place with on a farm. Um, oh, I don't remember yeah, the this exact. Is, this is the I, Devo song with I, it. No, was so it, I no. I couldn't tell. Was it not? No, that was the Devo. Am I crazy? Weren't they wearing the Devo hats? No. no so that was the that was the third music video. So the second oh, music oh, video. Oh. This is oh, weird. Uh, I don't think that there's. I can't tell. It's like the the artist doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Maybe they have a. A Facebook page, like they're, there's, they're like nobody. It's called they're they're called the Rakes Progress, and the song was called <laughs> "I'll Talk My Way Out of This One." Ah, okay. I don't I don't know what. Oh, oh, and I click on the music video. There's like seven comments, and one of them is Beavis and Butthead brought me here. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I yeah, this is a real deep cut. 
Yeah, but I guess the reason I bring it up is because a cow is getting milked, and that uh, draws a lot of interest from from B and B, <laughs> and they refer to the udders. You have to spank a cow's monkey to get milk. <laughs> no, you squeeze its boobs. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. A cow had boobs. I thought it just had you know that big nut sack with all the wieners hanging off it. No. <laughs> <laughs> And I tell you what, it's really uh, funny. It's quite good. Um, uh, yeah, the third one's yeah. the third one's Ween. Yes. So uh, the third one is the Ween music video. Um, With the and... SWAT team, yeah. Oh no, it isn't. No, I'm There's wrong. There's a Liberty Bell and the SWAT team. Yeah, that's that's the Ween. That's the Ween. Oh yeah, that is the Ween. My bad. Mm-hmm. My bad. Um. The they, they what do they say there? There's like a they talk about cutting off your nads. <laughs> yes, they talk a lot about nads, and they talk about the part in the Bible where God created poop. No, Beavis, you're thinking of Bible class when they talk about how God created the butt. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then he created poop. Yeah, <laughs> that's in that Deuteronomy section. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's a bad, it's a bad yeah. joke. They're not. Well, you winners. just hate it when other people do it so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the actual episode, um, yeah, I mean, they're on the bus. Uh, they they, moon the, they back, moon the cars. They moon the cars. They're asked to go to the front of the bus, and they find that uh, the Van Dreesen wanting to sing uh, 99 Bottles of Tea" was uh, yes. a funny little clip. <laughs> That's a fun little conversation about how beer is not wholesome enough to sing "99 <laughs> Bottles." Now, to pass the time, I thought we might enjoy some music. Okay, any requests? Like 99 bottles of beer? Good, Dean. But beer and driving don't mix. Okay. How about 99 bottles of tea on the wall? Also, uh, you can tell, like, the M.K. was totally stolen oh, from that yeah. character for Mr. Mackey for South Park. So, yes. again, more connections. Mm-hmm. He also, the song, he's like, I'm going to calm everybody down with my original song, Touch a Mountain. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the lyrics to Touch a Mountain are all just like, Touch a mountain, climb a mountain. Feel a mountain. Feel a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it is at that moment when uh, the bus driver uh, realizes he misses he missed his exit, slams on the brakes, and uh, Mr. Van Driesen flies through the windshield and then proceeds to touch a mountain. Yeah, um, <laughs> all the way down a cliff. All the way down a cliff. Yeah. God. And um, that's kind it's of, weird. It's weird because. It. The, it, when we were looking for episodes, I feel like the internet oversold how much this one is like incredible. I mean, maybe you know, maybe well, there's something about uh, yeah, the music yeah, video I wonder segments. If, if it's sort of, I liked the music video segments, and uh, I wonder how much they're considered a part of the episode when evaluating mm-hmm. its goodness. Because it was yeah. all, all told, this was a fun little seven minute trip down. Mm-hmm. It was seven or ten with the music videos. I forget. It was quick. Yeah. 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 Shall we move along? Yeah, we got one more. It's a. <laughs> it's a this one I fucking one. loved. This was a good one. <laughs> this is season seven, episode 38, Butt Flambe. Flambe. Um, the duo walk into a hospital. Beavis's rear end is severely burned to partial cremation, which he. What? 
That's uh, what they okay. say. That's what the doctor says later. She's okay. like, he, it's very weird. Uh, severely burned a partial cremation, which he's treated for. Butthead goes into the supply closet where he puts on scrubs, then masquerades as a doctor. Beavis' butt uh, is the star of this one. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> ironic, right? Mm. God, I love that we never find out what happened to Beavis' ass. I do love that as well. It's yeah, just it's scorched. a real Yes. <laughs> it's been fucked up beyond all recognition. Yeah, not not to jump to the big reveal, but the moment where f- while being uh spread open by a speculum that flames just shoot out of his ass (laughs) it propels him forward too he's like a rocket for a second well and this is early south park Uh, too i mean this is very much like yep you know i like they're 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 spreading his cheeks apart and and uh he's like what are you guys doing back there and uh the doctor says don't worry you won't feel a thing i just like he's like i'd really feel more comfortable if you told me why you're doing that (laughs) (laughs) and man i i'm not really one for scatological humor it's almost never funny to me but the amount of relief that he gets when he expresses being (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't work for me but the amount of relief that he expresses when he's just like oh i'll be able to poop again (laughs) like yeah (laughs) how much he enjoys the act it really came through in that moment yeah i maybe completely overread the the gag when he when he when he shoots fire out of his butt, I thought it was like a burning house, right? Where you open the, you're not supposed to open the door <laughs> and let, let, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I thought was, was the gag. <laughs> like it had just been trapped in there for hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so unclear what's happened. He, he walks up with butthead. I mean, that's literally how we start this episode. Him yeah, and butthead are walking to the hospital. Oh, he's it's a crispy funny. critter. He's, he's already got a just fucking torched butt and, <laughs> and he can't sit down. They like make him sit because they don't take his, his, uh, injury seriously. And they make him sit in the waiting room. Butthead has no patience. He's like, sit down and like shoves him <laughs> down and all these horrible singeing sounds as he's just like trying not to scream yeah, his, in his, his waiting room. Third degree burns meld with mesh with the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's horrific. Um, and then Butthead tells him he doesn't have a he doesn't have a cool injury like the gunshot guy. Oh my god! Who dies? Yeah. <laughs> they get to they do some some you know commentary on the healthcare system because yeah the guy next to him in the wait, waiting room has had this three bullet wounds through him and he's like you'll see me whining, Mister Borman. Yeah. Okay, why don't you follow me? We'll have a look at those entry rooms, okay? <laughs> yeah, I was sort of, I was intrigued at that joke. It's so specific to call them entry wounds for yeah. a little comedy show that I was like, are we ta- are, are did he make a triage decision about helping this guy based on the fact that he doesn't have, that he just has entry wounds? Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> oh, God, but poor Beavis this whole time. Uh... They they even have trouble because like they need to get a scope in to see what's going on before the doctor even realizes how serious it is, and they have to kind of like tear his butt cheeks apart first. <laughs> <laughs> God, um, it's so vile. And uh, there are, I think, two or three, um, two or three great gags where butthead butthead is a doctor. Mm, um, yeah, which was I think a really rich comedy goldmine, like. I'm I'm so willing to believe for the for these jokes 
that nobody noticed that a 15 year old butthead uh, <laughs> is a doctor. <laughs> they just let yes. him. He walks the, into a. Pr- oh, go ahead. I was going to say to me, the, the best joke of any of the episodes that I watched was when he goes into an open heart surgery and they're like, please deliver this to the patient who's about to receive the heart and then it cuts to commercial so people haven't yeah. been watching for two or three minutes and then it comes back and he's sitting next to beavis's bed with the heart still in his hands yeah <laughs> it's, in a, it's it. in a pool it's in a pool of red instead of a pile of ice it's really yes funny. yeah there's another joke that's like that it's, it's another like fun little subtle visual gag because one of the first ones he goes into is uh God, it's the bullets. It's the he walks into the the room where the where the guy's been shot and he dies. Can I have the bullets? Uh, can I have the bullets? (sighs) Take whatever you want. Uh, thanks. (laughs) The next room when he shows up in the next room and there's the woman giving birth, he has a bloody pocket. (laughs) Like he took the bullets and he didn't even clean them. He just shoved them in his doctor pocket. One of his pockets is just bloody. It's so funny to me. (laughs) Fuck, it's good. This episode and the the other one that we that we had as an optional watch, Nosebleed, mm. uh, really sealed Butthead as my favorite of the two. He's uh, so funny. He's the leader, yeah. actually, yeah. which is like not apparent, I think, early on. No. But like, he's definitely like the brains of their their horrible shenanigans, and Beavis is like fully the. You know, Beavis is jokes. like a rabbit animal that yes, yeah. <laughs> he, he needs like to be. If you put if you put like a a raccoon or like a feral raccoon's brain inside of a human child. Yeah. And it's just sort of thrashing around. Yeah. Now and so they get to the they get to the end and like the doctor is like I guess they've fixed Beavis or whatever and he's his butt's got a bunch of gauze on it and the doctor's got a bunch of I guess attendings there and it's like so <clears throat> can anyone here tell me what could have possibly caused this? and instead of answering or giving the viewer any sort of closure on what happened to his butt everyone just starts sniggering like like just laughing (laughs) laughing at him beavis is laughing too well we cut back when we cut back to him and butthead hanging out in the room he's in he's in a uh he's got his butt in the air and he's got his head turned you know craned back so he can still watch tv which is funny (laughs) (laughs) So they can watch uh, Vanilla Ice music videos. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the end. We get the the Vanilla Ice video. God, I forgot a, how much a of a bad song. It's a really oh, bad man. song. I forgot how much of a tool he looked like. Yeah, that like sculpted pompadour. Yeah. Ugh. In creating art, I feel like there's always this inherent risk that you might produce something like this Vanilla Ice video, where when you're making it, you don't know what it is going to be in five to 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it may just like humiliate you forever. And that's yeah. essentially what Rob Van Winkle did. Yeah. I, I just, feel like you've got to try pretty hard to be as bad as Vanilla Ice, but maybe, I, I don't know. I feel like I put the blame on other people too, right? Like someone he had wasn't to that bad of a rapper. Him. He just, uh, mm-hmm. he just kind of went down the, the studio music hole and uh-huh. kind of, kind of yeah. destroyed his career no it's also true that like you know how badly studios yeah you know the elvis situation let's yeah. this let's take this cultural music and let's get a white person who can do it um mm-hmm. and it you know that happened to be vanilla ice yeah sure did uh and then did i know i know only a couple of us watched nosebleed uh 
that we had a little bonus episode just in case. I, I there's not much to say about it except that ninety five percent of the episode is just increasing drama about Beavis bleeding more and more out of his nose and butthead <laughs> trying to find ways to stop it. Uh, it's really awful. It's uh, rough. <laughs> There is there is a supercut of things that they're trying. One of he's like, it like starts with them getting Beavis upside down. And he's like, bleeding. Uh, I tried drinking this water with your nose. <laughs> and then he's like heimlicking him, which just makes him cough up a lot of blood. But then the next one is so upsetting because they cut and it's like they're doing the thing with the string tied to a doorknob, like you do for a loose tooth, but. The string just goes off screen and we don't see what it's tied to. That's for teeth. Where's the other end of it going? And then Butthead slams the door and blood sprays over the entire house. That got the biggest laugh out of me out of the entire episode. <laughs> just because it was so ridiculous and outside of the realm of possibility. <laughs> that, like, yeah. I think that was the one time I laughed out loud in that episode. God. Yeah. But, you know, it's that kind of that's the kind of episode that made it so that I couldn't watch this show. Sure. They just, you know, they would just do this sort of wanton violence sometimes. Well, did you did you look up any of the controversies? Uh, uh, that I, look, this show I saw a little of it. I mean, I remember some of it. It's got the usual stuff, right? Where it's for. like, I did this because I saw Beavis and Butthead do it. Right. Like they've. Well, they've, actually, it was other people blaming uh, violence on kids who watch Beavis and Butthead and then you find out later they didn't have cable and didn't actually watch yeah. the show and it was like <laughs> a, a the, local concerned Christian group said it was because only of Beavis and one of those that I believe was ever real that is like documented is uh, Simpsons there was a period of time when we would have been in middle school like eighth grade mm-hmm. uh, there's an episode about stealing hood ornaments and that became like a little thing mm. Mm. I don't know gotcha. if anybody remembers that. Yeah. It was like, they were talking about the news. Kinda. Like, oh, the people are stealing hood ornaments. It was like, you know, stealing hubcaps or whatever. Yeah. That, that did become a feature eventually in luxury vehicles was that you could press a button and it would hide the <laughs> Go hide your, hood ornament. Your ornament. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah fucking weird. Amazing. But yeah, I mean, when it's weird because especially, I mean, maybe not especially now, It's it's always been true. Things become memes sometimes, and if you make a crime like a low-level misdemeanor, like a meme that's like as easy as breaking off someone's hood ornament, like that's likely to happen. Like if your show's popular, there's people that are likely gonna do that. Like that's sure. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird space to have to live in. But at um, least it was like couched in culture here, and now TikTok challenges are basically just like, "Hey kids, go commit a crime go and do a hate crime. yourself doing it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh the only the only like thing that I think uh is worth mentioning otherwise about the controversies is there was a a fire that was set uh and that uh some like a child died and it was like uh the five-year-old brother lit fire to the mobile home with a cigarette lighter and the mother claimed her son watched an episode in which the character said fire was fun. However, the neighbors stated the family did not even have cable television. Uh, and so then for the rest of the run of the show um, from 1993 on, the characters were not able to say fire. So Beavis could not talk about fire. Mm. Um, they were forbidden from the rest of the run until actually, I believe 
in 2011 when it came back. MTV allowed Beavis to use the word fire or once again uncensored. Um, and then there's it's like so a weird. whole there's like a whole episode that I just watched in the 2022 version that is all about Beavis talking to <laughs> a personified fire that tells him to go do stuff. <laughs> um like to go run around the track and pick up recycling and uh write a two-page <laughs> synopsis of a book um but uh yeah, yeah. i don't know i think it's it's That's frustrating crazy. it's frustrating that the show was the one that wound up getting punished for these like kind of basically hoaxes right uh you know, it had to keep getting pushed back in the airtime. The show has to be broadcast after 11 p.m. and included a disclaimer that would say well, Beavis and Butthead are not real. They are stupid cartoon people completely made ugh. up by this Texas guy whom we hardly even know. Beavis and Butthead are dumb, <laughs> crude, thoughtless, ugly, sexist, self-destructive fools. But for some reason, the little wienerheads make us laugh, which was then changed, I think, very quickly changed to something that's a little more normal. That was like... Their cartoons, things they do, you know, would get you arrested. Don't try this at home. That kind of thing. Like a jackass, like yeah. a jackass disclaimer, basically. Mm. It's weird. Like, I don't know how much other networks like get hit with this sort of thing, but it reminds me of, and I know this is a decade later, but it reminds me of what happened to Clone High a little bit too mm-hmm. with like the. Oh, the pressure was real. As far as I know, Simpsons was kind of the only, the only dog big enough to bark back. Uh-huh. Everybody else just had to take it. Yeah. Yeah. And take it. They did. I mean, MTV for sure did. Um, yeah. Which is weird because it just, you know, it's it's obviously based on what people are watching because MTV aired way worse shit than Beavis and Butthead sometimes. Like there was some really fucking weird shit on MTV. Um, but Beavis and Butthead was the popular one. So, yeah. Should we go to wrap up? Let's fucking go, baby. All right, everybody, we're back. We're talking about Beavis and Butthead. We've just watched three, four episodes, even ish, ish. Um, and uh, boy, I think ultimately the fascinating thing to me is just how much you know we enjoyed them, but it really is, it really was a you had to be there kind of moment. You know, I think so. This, like this for- existed extremely in the early nineties, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't like after, if you weren't 13, <laughs> you know, if you weren't, you know, I don't know the right age to sort of, for this to click with, it's very, I don't know, easy my, that my uncle loved this show, right? It's I mean, sure. like, well, it's sure. still funny, but it doesn't have its, it's, it's, I think the passage of time has defanged it a little bit. Sure. Mm. Uh, and the construction of the show's entire existence is no longer a a thing. Um, yeah. You need a television. You need a television station that does music videos and that to be, you know, like it's it is no longer uh, a medium that exists in multiple ways. Yeah. yeah. And the, the depth of adult animation has only grown and grown. You know, this is sure. like, you know lighting m80s in the backyard versus this is this is know. almost literally right like adult yeah. animation's adolescence yeah right mm-hmm. yeah 100 100 you know like even calling this adult animation is like kind of charitable you know yeah because i I mean literally yeah it's adolescence it's yeah it's like to do something older than for five-year-olds yeah and yeah. it had like a certain amount of like shock value at the time which we have culturally moved 
so far past in terms yeah. of like yeah. what yeah, South kids Park immediately see. came out after this and was was Yeah, that's why I said time has kind of defanged it a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. And and yeah. I think that like with that, like look looking back in retrospect, I get why my parents didn't want me watching this. But also, even if I was my parents, I think if they sat down and actually watched it themselves, they would see that, like we were talking about, it's quite. Tame, they know nothing right? about sex. They just kind of hint at it. They're so dumb that they can't even really be anything but crude. And when it's like only either for people who want to watch it because they enjoy crudeness, um, when that doesn't exist anymore because it's not crude enough to get entertainment from, but it's also not quite smart enough to uh it's it's not quite smart enough for people to watch it for its satire with maybe the exception of the music video parts it kind of yeah. just doesn't quite have any current value besides its nostalgia mhm and it, its strength to me is that it was never intending to i don't think i think it's it's very much an immediate piece of yeah, oh yeah it's, it's empty calories right yeah i've heard is... i've heard mike judge say that uh you know asking about you know what his future projects are uh somebody was asking him about them rather like what he wants to work on and he's like well you know if i got to just pick i i just want to make beavis and butthead all day <laughs> <laughs> you know if that's the only factor it's fun yeah. and silly and easy we we and love it i love doing characters, the voices and so it's yeah. just like him going to a weird place you know yeah. just like having a fever dream for a little while and coming back down to earth yeah yeah i don't know it's 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 fascinating i don't think it's entirely irrelevant anymore i think there's still something there that is you can appreciate yeah i think i think i got i think in my 35 years of age now i probably got way more out of it watching it just now than i would have uh, oh yeah I was, but i know. guess i guess my thing was like god if you would have to kind of reimagine the stage a little bit yep like i would love for beavis and butthead to be a thing on my tv shows like my netflix or whatever right that doesn't have real commercials just to turn a 22 minute thing into a 30 minute thing, except I have no reason to care about that construction anymore. Like that's mm -hmm. still kind of missing, but yeah. just like a little bite of Beavis and Butthead while I'm watching other, other things else, a palate cleanser, uh, just a fun yeah. little, a fun little thing. That's, that's a joy. If you've got MTV on and you want to see a couple music videos, but most of them you've seen a hundred times, You'd be stoked every time they did a Beavis and Butthead for, you know, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. How yeah. long it takes. I can or, imagine hating Vanilla Ice with your friends and being, you guys, Beavis and Butthead, they totally rip into Vanilla Ice. You gotta <laughs> see it. Oh my God. It's so yes. good. Yeah. I mean, I think that it would be really fascinating if you were able to like, like, I don't, this, this isn't a good idea, but you know, like finding ways to put Beavis and Butthead's weird commentary into modern times, like. If there was just a button on certain shows, like on Netflix, to turn it on, like, you want to watch <laughs> yeah, this in Beavis and Butthead mode? <laughs> <laughs> that really is not a bad idea. Were you trying like, to say something, Nathan? Yeah, I was going to say, well, that kind of reminds me of what you were saying, Andy, of, like, I mean, we already talked about MST3K, but I think, like, uh -huh. Rift Tracks kind of became that, where, like, Rift Tracks right. became this, like, on-demand, you can now get the Beavis and Buttheadification of whatever movie that they offer, and they just kept on cranking those out, but... What I was going to say is that this was, even though I was around for Beavis and Butthead and I knew more about it at the time, it still wasn't quite for me. And it still wasn't quite my show. 
it was, as you said, like more of a Gen X thing, whereas like I am an elder millennial. And I was <laughs> trying to think just then of like, what is, what was my Beavis and Butthead? And honestly, I think it was Homestar Runner. Because <laughs> Homestar Runner, like the Strong Bad emails are kind of like the music videos where it's just like little things uh -huh. where sometimes there's like small amounts of satires. It's a, a small cast of characters. It's archetypes. It's funny voices. But it was all more low budget. gentle, low, low budget. It was only two dudes doing it. Um, they could make it all the time at almost no cost. Yeah. And, but it was more gentle and more sweet at times, but still like had like the edge of strong bad, which isn't very much yeah. edge at all. And I was um, exactly but, 13 during that time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I worry sometimes that Homestar Runner will never really quite get its cultural legacy. <laughs> Well, because it's yeah. got those It'll same never problems. Get, it never there. gets flowers. The Rory was still talking about with uh, with Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, they're like flash the, cartoons. The, on the, a yeah, they were. It, yeah, on a website you had to go to specifically for Homestar, and they were flash cartoons. Like the 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 again, the landscape has shifted so much that that content isn't being made in that way anymore. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like obviously, like YouTube stuff still exists, but like it's not it's not the same. Like. Everything is everything is the shape of content is different now. And it's it's yeah. I think that's getting in the way of of people like there's no there's no natural sort of emergent discovery platform that would serve you Homestar or Beavis. Yeah. You can't click on the YouTube video to find the secret jokes that pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a it's 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 an interesting well, problem. Well, the places, you, you know, know, yeah, there were, you know, there there were, you know, cool or coolish, cooler websites um back in the day where like they weren't trying to compete with a with a Netflix or a Disney Plus, right? Like they were the only game in town, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um you know, that that's like, you know, you think on one hand you could still do that. You could start a website and make some videos with your friends. Eh. But you kind of can't, not in the same way. Nobody no. would ever know. There's yeah. no, Jailtack there's no the only thing. And that's yeah. all based on an algorithm. And it's all like a, a fucking crapshoot, whether or not anybody sees it and whether or not it goes viral. Uh, yep. And then everybody is trained to try to do the same thing so that it goes viral on purpose. And yeah, <laughs> like, and, well, I yeah. feel the same. We may be going a little off topic. I feel the same off about whatever. music these days where it's like. I no longer there's no longer a conversation happening around the genres I'm, you know, I follow and I want to I'm interested in new music that's coming out. But like, it's not really a thing anymore to have like a conversation about like what new, you know, some new underground rapper like nobody knows. Nobody knows. I don't even know what yeah. underground is like these days. Yeah. And in in the realm of of streaming stuff like the conversation is becoming more and more common for me where like, it feels like everyone lives on different continents for what we're uh -huh. willing to pay for. Because it's like, have you seen yellow jackets? It's like, well, what's it on? It's on showtime. Well, I don't fucking, there's no way I'm going to get showtime. So I guess I'll never see this. Yeah. Okay. What, well, what do you have? And they're like, well, we watch, God, there's some, there's some, somebody told me a thing that I'd never heard of the other day that was like, it was like some sort of other live TV service. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Is there a new continent I got to know about? <laughs> I'm not going to get high dive. No, well, I pay for that now too. But you oh, know, okay. it, uh, it's just, it, it's just so weird. It's so weird. Like the, everything's segmented and nobody can find anything. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm nostalgic for, 
I mean, even in a like world this. where they they re, they rebirth cable TV with packages, you'd still have to find it on these different. They're not mm-hmm. stations playing one thing at a time. They're platforms hosting hundreds or thousands of things. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will round this out. I will end this by just saying that I really did enjoy the episode of the new Beavis and Butthead show. I've heard uh, great things. I, 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 I mean, I'll get to it. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, the episode I watched, uh, the first half of the show was uh, where they go to an escape room. Um, <laughs> except they instead that they fork off and accidentally go into the bathroom and assume that this is the mummy's tomb <laughs> and are sort of doing ultimately <laughs> doing escape roomy things. stuff when they're trying to get out because the door says pull and they're pushing and it, so it doesn't, you know, (laughs) you know, whatever. And so they assume they're trapped in this, in this escape room. And it's like, it's a really, I don't know. I enjoyed the way that it was like bringing in incorporating modern stuff without being like, all right, we're going to get canceled for pronouns. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you remember when all those movies, all those like, uh, you know, usually those ensemble A-list rom-com drivels. Do you remember when like they were all doing flash mobs in, in the movies? Yes. God. Yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, that was a weird time. Yeah. Just, the movies were doing. <laughs> do you, how is that a thing when it's not? It, it, it's a scripted movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, um, a flash mob in my movie? How crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, uh, this has been so much fun. Yes, uh, Nathan, Nathan. Thank you very much for joining us for this show. Yeah, thanks for bringing me on for what was all in all like a pleasant experience. I love the show yeah. that it either yeah. when it doesn't work for me, it really doesn't work. And when it does work for me, it works. And like there were more moments, more moments that worked for me that I laughed at. And just even just like the nostalgia of going back and revisiting mm-hmm. the characters, the type of show that it was, the music videos, I had a, a great time and probably the best time watching shows that I've had so far on Saturday morning, Tuesdays. Dang. Really? Fish po- poor, oh. fish police. poor fish police. <laughs> poor fish police. Poor Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, hey, and if you uh, if you enjoyed us talking about this, uh, we uh, we did also put together uh, an episode for patrons only uh, for another liquid television MTV born show, Eon Flux. So if you're into that, keep an eye out for that on our Patreon, baby. Yeah, gonna keep that train going. Keep that keep that MTV '90s animation train going. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nathan, maybe maybe we'll make you watch some piece of shit down the road. We'll make you watch <laughs> Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, or something. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. <laughs> Honestly, I like I want to watch something that is like so so bad that I can just dunk on it relentlessly. Not so mm. mediocre that it just makes me fall asleep. <laughs> oh, well, now okay. I have to I feel know. that we gave we we delivered that promise in Fish Police. Oh, you, <laughs> that was a yeah, Fish, Fish that Police was, was maybe that was maybe the the height of dunking on <laughs> but yeah, i enjoyed those those ones a lot more than the ones where it's just like well what's vitor really doing here <laughs> what is vitor for sure he's the starfire <laughs> champion what don't you get <laughs> fuck i don't get why it was produced <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll get something you can prepare an orbital strike for um, uh and uh as always thanks thank you all so much and we'll see you next tuesday Bye.